Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Coach Cody Podcast. It's been about 20 days since I've done a podcast, but it hasn't been like three months, so I would call that progress. Uh, If you hear any sort of barking or growling or squeaking, it's because I have two little rascals uh, that I can not always control, but I'm just going to keep going through it so bear with me if that does occur sometimes they just like to bark at absolutely nothing uh even if it's just like the wind or if it is the next door neighbor's dog barking whatever they hear they get triggered and they just go at it but uh speaking of dogs i had quite a moment the other night when i was taking them out to go to the bathroom it was a moment that If it was a dream, I would consider a nightmare (laughs) that I would probably wake up gasping for air, just being like, holy shit, I can't, like, I hope that never happens. And I would just, I would probably have PTSD from the dream. The biggest thing was that it was not a dream. And if you know my dog Carly, you might understand how awful the situation was it's kind of funny now (laughs) but in the moment it was terrifying so if you guys are up for some story time uh before i get into the topic well you have no choice i'm about to tell you the story so the other night it was about it was about 9 30 and i had just gone done watching some netflix with Des and she left. It was late, I was tired. So normally I don't take them out to the restroom together. I've done it a few times. I I tend to do it more in the early morning because I don't want to take them out individually when I'm kind of groggy waking up. But I was groggy in the evening, so I was like, all right, I'm taking you guys out together. We're just gonna, we're gonna pee, we're gonna get this over with. And I was figuring it's probably late enough that no one would be out. Uh, so I figured it wouldn't be too hard to handle both of them at the same time. They're fine if they don't see anybody most of the time. Uh, they don't pull too hard, at least Carly doesn't. She's actually really good on a leash and pretty well behaved in general, except for this one thing. Uh, but it just so happens that the one night that I take them out together, I was taken to the doggy potty area, which, believe it or not, my complex only has three uh, dog doo-doo potty areas. <laughs> I'm five, sorry. Uh, only has three areas for your dog to use the bathroom, and none of them are close. It's a bit of a trek. And one of the bathroom areas for the dog is just straight up dirt, and it's so hot that like it's just dry ass dirt and my dogs are a little picky carly will pee there but she will not do number two there so i just have to basically have one option it's just the one with the grass it's a bit of a trek but i think a lot of dogs are the same because it tends to be the more busy uh dog restroom station but usually early morning nighttime i don't run into other people with dogs this moment I did not run into other people with dogs but uh there's some lady out walking because it's hot so 9 30 at night is the only time it 
it's somewhat cool enough to walk outside or early in the morning. So I was tired and normally if I see someone with both of my dogs, um, I will turn around and either wait until they kind of pass so my dogs either don't see them or I'll go to another dog station if it's in the middle of the day. But it was late and I essentially ran out of fucks and I was just about to be like, okay, you guys are gonna bark your heads off, but I'm going to just deal with it and it's gonna be embarrassing, but I'm tired, so whatever. I tried to like scoot as far away from this lady as I could because when you when your dogs are barking, it's just like you're already embarrassed and you're trying to make it less weird for them, I guess. I don't know. Um, Toby likes to bark at people and then Carly feeds off of him and starts to bark at people. Uh, normally, she's usually fine unless someone gets too close to her and that's where the problem lies but since toby was all riled up and barking she was all riled up and barking so they're both pulling not ideal but they're both small dogs so it's not like i can't handle them i was just gonna be like all right we're just gonna go for it It doesn't matter i'm sorry they're loud but it turned from just being loud dogs to an absolute nightmare as we're walking and we're approaching this lady, we're getting closer. I don't know how close, it's such a blur, but um, we're approaching this lady. Toby's barking, Carly starts barking and she's pulling, but she's not pulling me super hard. It's just like, calm down, like just stop, just be normal for a second. But then, There's tension in the leash, but suddenly I feel the tension in the leash disappear and I hear a a pop or a snap. That was the leash uh, breaking. It It wasn't the material in the leash that broke. It was the part of the leash that attaches, you attach to the collar and that thing that attaches to um, Felicia, it's like the metal part. It just popped. I don't even know how it happened. It's a freak accident. I couldn't even put it back into place. It's like the joint. I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at describing uh, what exactly happened because it was kind of a freak thing. But that popped out of the joint. And so that part of the leash, the metal piece, was still attached to her. And I was just holding it, the leash in my hand. And she starts charging after this lady and Carly does not have a great history with strangers uh it takes her about a month (laughs) literally a month to warm up to somebody new that is there at least like three plus days a week uh she does not like strangers and the first time she meets someone she not only will like maybe bite you if you get if you try to pet her or get too close to her she will actively try to like bite your ankles it's not a good thing i am not proud of it but the only thing that i had to explain it is just that she's a chihuahua but that 
The problem is that she's a big chihuahua. She actually has a pretty strong bite and she has a big head. Uh, she's about the size of a Jack Russell Terrier because she is half Jack Russell. So she's got the size of a Jack Russell, but the attitude of a chihuahua. Uh, so it's kind of just a recipe for disaster. She has never like seriously injured somebody, but she has gotten some ankles and it's not a good thing, especially if it's a stranger. And basically as the leash broke, I knew it was not going to be good. If she got a hold of this lady's ankle, one, this lady could potentially be injured, two, Okay, let's be real. My first worry was that I was going to lose my dog because when things like this happen, there's a good chance that your dog is put down. Um, and that was my biggest fear. And, you know, also the lady getting injured and it being a thing. And I was afraid to lose my, my dog, or maybe potentially both dogs, who who knows? I didn't want it to be a thing. I didn't want to get like sued. I didn't want animal control to be called. Um, so she's charging at this lady full speed ahead, and I just drop Toby's leash. He's still barking at her, but he doesn't have a history of biting people. If he Usually he'll bark at someone until he approaches them, and then he just stops, like he gets bored and realizes like, oh, this isn't a threat. And so I drop his leash, because even if he did decide to bite someone, he's got a tiny mouth, <laughs> so there's no really serious injury that could occur. Um, drop drop him, drop his leash, and I start running full f- force after Carly, and I'm wearing flip-flops. And in the process, I apparently ran out of my flip-flops, or at least just one of them. <laughs> but I didn't notice uh, until the lady was warning, or just like, she's like, hey, you lost your shoe. But uh, I'll get to that. So I happened to get between the lady and Carly before Carly can get to her ankles. And so... <laughs> I was yelling at the lady to watch out as I was <laughs> sprinting after my dog. I probably looked completely insane because <laughs> she's small. So I'm just like, my dog's chasing, is, a, is coming towards her. I'm yelling at this lady, watch out, like, watch out, watch out. And I'm sprinting. <laughs> and then I've got this other small ass dog that's barking and I've let him go. So it's a mess. And she doesn't look scared. She just looks confused. Like she's like, what the fuck are you doing? What is wrong with you? It's a tiny dog. You're yelling at me to watch out. It's almost like she was thinking like, what am I doing wrong? Or that I was the one that was about to attack her. But I get between her and Carly. And luckily Carly backs off. She doesn't go straight for the ankles she listens to me for a second and I just was yelling at her I was like Carly no and she backed off and I think in that moment she realized that she had made a mistake and then I was trying to catch her she doesn't normally run for me but I think she just could tell by the panic in my voice and like the panic in my gestures of me just like 
trying to get after. So finally, she backs off far enough to get into a grassy area. And I literally tackle her because she was not like coming to me and I didn't want her to slip by me and then go for the lady's ankles again because she's quick. She just is and she can be unpredictable like that with strangers. So I tackle her into the grass and I pick her up and she's yelping like I'm beating her uh, because she's also dramatic, Eh, you know, also a chihuahua thing. So she's being dramatic because she also knows that she's done something bad. And the lady yells at me, you lost, you lost your shoe. I'd bring it to you. And she's holding it. And then she's like, I bring it to you. But, and then she doesn't finish her sentence, puts my shoe down and walks away. And I'm just thinking in my head how insane this whole situation probably looked to her. And she's wondering what the hell just happened and why. I've been kind of waiting for the moment to run into her again. And I'm not sure if I will hide behind a bush or the trash can or something to just avoid her for the rest of my life. Or if I can find the opportunity to explain myself. Because from an outside perspective, I look insane. But uh, I eventually caught Carly and I carried her home. Uh, I carried both of them home and then I ended up taking them out separately anyways because they never got a chance to use the restroom. But I was like shaking because I literally thought that I was about to lose my dog because I was sure that Carly, she was going to be done for if she got a hold of this lady's ankles. Uh, All that being said, I do not know, like, she's always been this way. She is very loyal to me, as most chihuahuas are to their owners. She has never been aggressive towards me. She has never bitten me. And she is the same way to anyone that she lives with so once she gets used to you and you live with her she's not going to try to bite you or be aggressive it's just strangers uh but it's obviously problematic (laughs) i don't know how to fix this if you are a dog person please don't shame me um i've had her for nine years now and this has just been something that I've had to, <laughs> to work around. Uh, but it was a freak accident because I I always have her on a leash. I try to be as responsible as I can with her. Uh, but unfortunately, the leash broke out of nowhere. And the worst thing that I can imagine almost happened. So my nerves have been recovering from that. I am having a hard time trusting any leashes i got a new one but that same scenario just keeps like flashing through my mind that anytime she's gonna pull on the leash it's just gonna break and then it's gonna happen again and this time i won't be able to catch her in time and protect someone's ankles so that was fun and that was a 15 minute story that didn't need to be 15 minutes and hopefully (laughs) that wasn't uh, a waste, a complete waste of your time. So now (laughs) I'm going to move on to another topic. Uh, I did, 
I did get to get a little getaway to Santa Cruz though the week prior, so that was nice. But uh, we're back to the grind and uh, trying to prevent my dogs from killing anyone. But uh, I don't know how you transition from from that to this. That was probably this is. An awful podcast transition. Uh, take note, if you ever start a podcast, do not go from talking about your dogs trying to murder someone over to a fitness topic. But we're going to do it. So, something that I really wanted to touch on uh, now is because it's kind of been something that has been a trend throughout my years of coaching. And... I feel like no matter how many times I try to be honest and open about this topic specifically, it still doesn't sink in. I think maybe I need to talk about it more or maybe it's not talked about enough to actually get it to sink in. So this probably will not be the last time that I'm going to touch on this topic. Maybe I'll do it quarterly. I want to talk about fitness expectations like starting a fitness journey what your expectations are and then what is realistic and versus what is your usual expectation going into a fitness journey uh a lot of people have a very distorted view of what really goes on when they start a fitness journey uh versus the reality of it so I feel like when people normally sign up training with me, uh, I mean, I've lost count of how many people have quit after I'd say the first two weeks because the expectations were way off from reality. So usual expectations will that be that you will always be motivated. And in my experience, a lot of times people are enthusiastic and motivated for the first week or two, but then after that, those first two weeks I call the honeymoon period, after that you start having to rely on discipline and habit formation because you won't always be motivated. Sometimes the honeymoon period lasts longer than the first two weeks, it might be a month, it might be two months. but. As soon as that motivation starts to die down, people start to think that something is wrong with them or they start to think that their heart's not actually in it because it's not fun anymore or they're not excited about it anymore. But if you think about things like brushing your teeth, sometimes I'm really motivated to up my dental hygiene and I'm excited to just floss and whiten my teeth and and brush them because I have this goal that the next time I go to the dentist that they're going to notice that I've been flossing and my gums will not be bleeding profusely. Uh, but then after the first like week, I'm like, damn, I got to do this again. And it's not that my heart isn't in it and it's not that I shouldn't do it anymore. It's just that the motivation is no longer there and it has to become a discipline thing. It has to become a habit. It's the same thing with exercising. So it's almost, yeah, I don't Yes, so you have to do it, discipline or motivation. It's always going to be a thing. There's nothing wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you don't want it. It just means 
sometimes you gotta do things you don't want to do um, another expectation is that you will see results faster <laughs> a lot of people think that they're gonna be getting when you look at a lot of transformation photos or comparison photos you're usually seeing a comparison between like years of work and a lot of people think they're gonna get that second comparison type body that two-year type body in like two weeks or a week where if someone doesn't see the scale move down in the first week of training they're like i'm so discouraged nothing is happening it's not working and then they just fall off the place face of the planet uh it's gonna take longer than you think <laughs> so you're not gonna get that three years three years transformation body in a week's worth of work and I think going into a fitness journey, it's you have to be realistic with yourself because if you're not, then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. And I'm going to go into kind of the reality versus those expectations that I just talked about. So um, progress will be slow. I'm just going to tell you that now because whether you're trying to build muscle or if you're trying to lose weight, it's not going to be fast. There is no quick fix. There is no shortcuts. There is no life hack. It will be slow because that is just how it is. Uh, it will also suck sometimes. It's going to, especially at first when you're starting to get used to things. Maybe you're doing things that you've never done before, like tracking your food and it seems very tedious and it's an extra step in your day and you feel like you're wasting your time or you don't have the time to do all these things. It will take extra time and it will take extra energy to plan and learn and you will have to, to carve out extra time to do these things, to cook and to go to the gym. I'm not gonna lie to you and say that it's going to be easy and that it's a cakewalk and that you're always going to want to do these things and you're always going to want to go to the gym you're always going to want to cook because there's going to be lots of times where that is definitely not the case people think that i'm motivated all the time and that i always want to do these things sure like i'm passionate about fitness and nutrition but i don't always want to do this uh, a lot of it a lot of times I also have to dig deep and find and inflex my discipline muscle because sometimes you're tired and you're stressed and it's not convenient, <laughs> but it is important. So a lot of things that are important in life are not convenient by any means. And I feel like with fitness, we have this, this skewed view that being patient is optional and when we're entering any other we're striving for any other goal like say you want to be a doctor you, you know that it's going to take some long ass time and it's going to take a lot of hard work and people do it right it's like the only way to do it is to either do the program or you don't you're not going to be looking for a life hack or a shortcut to become a doctor because that would just be awful and you would be a shitty person <laughs> do not practice medicine if you have not gone to medical school for please just do not do that um but yeah so you either do it or you don't you wouldn't expect to become a doctor in a week or even a year 
if that's what you expect, you're unfortunately not going to make it. People usually know this going in, so even if people do drop out of med school, they usually find that it's just not for them. But that doesn't really apply with fitness, because fitness is for everyone. Like, everyone needs to do it in order to stay healthy. I'm sorry. <laughs> not everyone needs to become a doctor, but everyone does need to stay fit and healthy. Uh, same thing, like, if you happen to be trans, I am trans, what's up? Um, if you have any experience with medical transition, you know that it is a huge waiting game. Um, patience is it's the only option you have to be patient because it forces you to and you wouldn't just stop taking your medication your transition medication whether it's hormones testosterone whatever because you weren't seeing changes fast enough the only option you have is to keep taking your hormones if you want to see changes right so it's not like it'll be two weeks on testosterone and you're like damn I don't even have one chin hair, and my voice is not an octave lower. I'm just gonna quit because I am not seeing the results I want. No, like you know it, it takes time and it sucks, but you're gonna do it anyways because you know you'll get results. People seem to doubt the process of fitness more than anything. They're like, I'm never gonna see results, this isn't gonna work, and so they quit. But I, if you are consistent, and you are following a plan or your coach's order, <laughs> if you're a client of mine, uh, you will see results. So stop doubting the process. I don't know why it's so hard for people to see that the fitness process is just like any other process where you have to be patient. It's going to take work. It's gonna have to be made a priority and it's gonna take extra planning and sometimes it's gonna suck. And sometimes you're going to want to quit and sometimes you're gonna just wish that you could go to bed instead of go to the gym. But sometimes you can do that. <laughs> sometimes you can skip a workout and it's okay. But the, the biggest thing is, is that you stay consistent and more times than not, you are not skipping your workouts. I would highly suggest you didn't do that. Um, so yeah, patience is key. It is vital along with consistency. And although, you know, it's not always going to be a fun process. I think if you're going to start any fitness journey, don't try to lie to yourself and think that it's going to be a cakewalk. Don't even go, if you're hiring a coach, don't think that it's going to be don't think that your coach is going to be able to motivate you each and every single day or that it's the process is going to be any easier coaches take the guesswork out for you so that part is easier because you can go into a gym or you can follow a set plan and know that you're on the right path but outside of those things the motivation is still gonna have to come from you or the, the action is going to have to come from you. Your coach cannot do these things for you. And unfortunately, your coach cannot actually motivate you. Uh, motivation is a bit of bullshit. And my dog is on the table, right? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, motivation 
it's a bit of bullshit. And as a coach, I feel like my job isn't to motivate you. It's to instill confidence in, in you and confidence in your abilities and show you that you are capable of doing hard things, which you are. So I'm going to have to end this podcast because 30 minutes is my deadline. But hopefully you get the point of making sure that your expectations are realistic before you are entering into a fitness program. Don't expect it to be easy. And time passes anyways. If you think about all the goals that you set for yourself five years ago that you never followed through in, like where would you be now if you had followed through with those goals? Think about where you could be in five years from now if you actually stick to your current goals or if you start that fitness journey that you've been wanting to for X amount of time. So chase those goals, stay consistent. You have to think long-term, don't get impatient. Don't go looking for quick fixes. Don't look, go looking for, for life hacks because they aren't existent. So that's it for now. I'm going to end this before it cuts me off, but I appreciate y'all listening and, uh, I'll leave all my information down below. If you want to follow me on Instagram, shoot me an email, train with me, all of that. And if you have any time to review the podcast, that'd be great. Or if you have any topic suggestions, also feel free to email me. I appreciate you all so much. And I hope you have an awesome day. Peace out. I will talk to you next time.